with Catherine Toon Podcast. All right, everybody. Uh, I'm going to talk about us renewed keys to you, renewed. This is part three. If you haven't uh, listened to the first parts, you're going to want to. They're great. And we need this. We are in such need of renewal. You know, just as context, we get to be renewed on the inside, we get to be renewed on the outside, we get renewed strength, Uh, renewal brings transformation, our life gets renewed, there's so many things that are promised to us in to be renewed, to be restored, to be redeemed, those are all similar tracking words, and we need every one. And we talked about uh, different keys. Uh, We talked about the first three keys, and you can go back to last week's session, because I think it's really important that, you know, you have all these promises, and then like, yeah, but how do I get there from here? And there's not, there's not a uh, delineated steps. There's not, um, you know, magical formula because this is all relational, dang it. And so this means that they're keys, but they're relational keys. And this actually all hinges on your relationship with God. So uh, I'm going to start with the next three set of keys, and I'm just going to read them for you. It says, we can look at the unseen truth in the spiritual realm that is meant to manifest in the seen realm right now. Where do we look? We're looking to the spiritual realm first, okay? Uh, Key number five, we can meditate on positive things, uh, full of possibility that we can build upon. So you can always flip all the negatives you're seeing, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, but, and you flip it to the good and positive thing that in that such and so. And we're going to talk more about that. Key number six that we're going to talk about today is that we can keep on looking at Jesus and rest in his faith. I may not have the faith and you may not have the faith. Oh my goodness, but he is confident. He is knows who he is. Uh, he knows what he's pulled off and what he's in the process of manifesting uh, in, in, in us, through us, for us. So we get to look to Jesus and rest in his faith. Thank you, Jesus. We can rest while standing for refreshing and renewing to may to be made tangible. So you can touch it, see it, feel it, uh, engage with it, with your senses in the physical realm. Right? So these are the next three keys. So let's just, uh, dive in. Uh, let me get there. There we go. So we, our key number four, we're looking at the unseen realm. As we're looking at the unseen realm, where are you looking at the unseen realm? You're looking inside, right? You're not looking out there somewhere. There's a God. Where is God? Well, he, he is out there. Ooh, but he's intimate in here, in your in your being, right? And we're looking, and that's where heaven is. It's not out there somewhere. It's inside us, okay? 
it's a dimension away it's a it's it's a it's a dimension just a membrane away inside us so uh let's go to second corinthians 4 17 through 18 in the new king james uh it, it says for our light affliction affliction is the suffering okay which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory let me just unpack that verse before going to the next one. So um, our affliction, our suffering uh, does not feel light. And if you're going through something, I, I really do not want you to feel like, yeah, no big deal. No, it is a big deal. But compared to the bigger deal of eternity and of the glory, relatively, it's a light deal. As a matter of fact, you're, you're going to look back and say, I remember when that took everything I had and it was a big deal. But now I'm looking from this side and I'm saying, wow, compared to what I'm experiencing now, it's light. And the really important thing, it's momentary. It's transient. It is temporary. Whatever you're going through, it is temporary. Okay. The yucky stuff is temporary. Uh, it says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. What does he talk about? He's not, it's mystical speech, but you're looking at the spiritual realm. Are you seeing the spiritual realm with your little eyeballs? No, you're not. <laughs> you're seeing them with your spiritual eyes. You're engaging with it with your spiritual ears. You're engaging with it with your knower where your spirit is. You're engaging with it with the mind of Christ, with your thoughts engaging with God's thoughts, right? You're engaging the emotions of God's uh, reality in the heavenly realm versus just your emotions, right? Uh, so while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. Hallelujah. That is good news. The bad stuff is temporary. The hellhole you're in, thank you, Jesus, is temporary. Hell is being cleared out in our experience. We get to experience that. The, the enemies of God are sin and death. And hell, the realm of the dead, is an enemy. And it's being cleared out. So if you make your bed there, <laughs> guess who's there? Oh, Jesus, you're there. Well, why are you in hell? Are you some sort of sadist, Jesus? No, you're there to get us the hell out of hell. Okay. And so this is what he's doing. But we got to look at him there. Jesus, I don't see you anywhere. Where are you? I'm here, honey. I'm right here. Connect with me any place you can through your whatever spiritual sense you have, even just in your knower, which is a spiritual sense to know I'm here where your affliction does not seem light or momentary. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal so these are eternal things. And you know what I what I also want to help you with is that this is spinning something that is far exceeding. Man, if you're going to be in a hellhole that the heaven, quote unquote, that you're destined to experience is far more exceeding. It swamps it out, right? An eternal weight of glory. Glory has a weight to it. God's glory. It's like, oh wow. It is intoxicating in the best sense of the word, what we're supposed to be intoxicated with. It's weighty. 
So if you feel oppression, which is a weightiness that um, is destructive, the weightiness that God has for you is glory, which is light, life, truth, joy, peace, woe above all we could ask or think, right? Um, Ephesians 1, 18 through 19 in the Passion Translation says, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith renewal, strengthening, and the upgrades that come from Holy Spirit to open your eyes to to the unseen realm. Here is where we experience the hope of God's glory and the treasures inside, as well as the treasures we are to him. We are restored, healed, whole, and delivered. So let's unpack this. I kind of uh, ran into my commentary. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, So this is Paul, and he's praying that we can connect with the unseen realm. That is the eyes of our imagination. That is our inner eyes, our spiritual eyes, flooding us with light, right? God is light. Until we're experiencing the full revelation of the hope of his calling. What is this calling? What's well, life more abundant to the full till it overflows, right? It's peace, it's joy, it's healing, it's wholeness. It's everything that God died for you to experience, right? That God, that Christ died as a human being for you to experience. Um, And he wants you to experience that. How are you going to experience that? You're going to have to connect with the spiritual realm. So Paul is saying, um, so every time you're saying, God, let, let me, let me see you. Let me hear you help me to do this. This is what you're doing. And Holy Spirit's like, absolutely. I'm going to flood you with light so that you can experience the hope of God's calling. It used to be like, I, I really want, you know, me to have, like, I can experience the hope of what I want. And he's saying, well, what I want for you, honey, is better than anything you could come up with. So trust me, and it will fulfill all those desires. And then there's this prayer of continually experiencing the immeasurable greatness of God's power available to you through faith. So there's a power that's needed. You know, we need power to overcome, to be renewed in our circumstances, in our bodies, in our minds, in our finances, in our relationships, and all of that. And we need power. And there's unlimited power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that overcame death, hell, and the grave. Okay, that power is for you to access. And that he also wants you to experience the... the, um, the understanding that um, you are his glorious inheritance, like you're his favorite thing. So this is why he's pursuing you because you're the most precious thing to him. All his kids are the most precious thing to him. So he's in constant hot pursuit and wants you to know you're all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. So this is you looking to the unseen realm, things work from the inside out. So this is why we're working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Well, did Jesus complete his mission on the cross? Okay. Yes, he did. All right. When he said it is finished. Well, let me think, oh yeah, it is finished. Okay. 
that salvation is complete. It is inside you and we are working it out with fear and trembling. So it's complete in us. Why? Because God's in us, heaven's in us, and we're working it from the inside where we can't really see it to the outside where we're experiencing it in our minds, in our wills, in our emotions, in our bodies, in our finances, in our relationships, pick a card, any card. We're working that out, that salvation that has already been complete. So it's a complete, but not fully manifested or revealed or unveiled or come out into the open, come out into the seen realm. And that's what's happening. This is why us being conformed into the image of Christ as son, God's sons and daughters is so crucial because as we're unveiled and being conformed to that, creation is released from its bondage. Bondage. We're part of the creation that's being released from its bondage, but we're also being um, partnering with God to help release other parts of creation, other sons and daughters that are creation. The seen realm, which was fallen, you know, that produces thistles and thorns and earthquakes and tsunamis and, you know, and, and global warming and whatever we got going on, all of that is slated to be redeemed and we're working it out with fear and trembling, not because God's scary and punishing. No, because this is a holy place, right? It's a holy, you're a holy place, right? And this place of you and God is a holy place. And so this salvation is a holy thing. And so you treat it with awe and reverence. And also, you also treat it with the fact that, you know what, you're not going to be able to figure this puppy out in your own mind, right? Um, you're going to be working it out and understanding it, growing in the knowledge because you're humble, but also partnering with God to be, uh, to, 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 uh, for this to work from the inside out. Anyway, I hope that makes sense or more sense. Um, the last key that we're going to talk about uh, and spend some time on here is that we are to meditate on positive things uh, that have possibility, things that you can build on. Okay, so let me just unpack this word meditation. A lot of you like, okay, I've already know this and that's great. Get down with your bad self. Hang in there for the people who need a little bit of help here. Um, meditation is to think on something. I can't remember what the Greek uh, uh, word is, but it, it literally brings the concept of rumination. Uh, rumination is actually what happens with um, with cows and different uh, beasts, uh, herbivores that have multiple stomachs. Okay, so they eat the grass, they swallow the grass, it goes through multiple stomachs, it comes back up, they chew it again, okay, suck out more of the nutrients, right, goes back down, they bring it back up again, they chew it again. And so this brings the idea of chewing on something over and over and over to get the nourishment out of it. So how does this relate to, um, to, uh, the, the word of God or the good things that God has, the plans that he has. Well, we need to chew on these good things, the truths that he's sharing with us through his word and through his spirit to you personally. And we need to chew on them over and over and over. Why? We need nourishment. 
you know, yesterday's meal was great, but it's not going to nourish you today, right? Um, You know, each day, Jesus said each day has enough trouble of its own. Take no thought for tomorrow. Uh, Today has enough trouble of its own. So the grace that you have for today is, I'm going to say something brilliant, just you might write this down, is for today, okay? (laughs) But it's not for tomorrow. So you need the nourishment with the anxieties, the cares, what God is doing on you right now in the present moment. That's what you need nourishment for. And so there's a, a, a Bible verse there's a promise that's God shown you. There's maybe a vision or some words he's spoken to you, his presence, practicing his presence. However, you're connecting with God, a thought that he's given you, and you just meditate on that. You think about that. You're like, hmm, and what about that? And what does this mean? And how does that make me feel? And what did he say again? Oh, yeah, he said this. And let me go into that. And we just meditated over and over. Let me tell you what the counterpart of that, that we kind of do naturally, that does not help us. Worry. Worry is where we're thinking about something that hasn't even happened yet. And we think about it. We obsess about it over and over and over. So let me just ask you, when you start worrying on something and you're worried about it more and you're obsessing about it more, how fearful do you get? You get fearful. And then when you think about it more and more and more and more, does fear go up or does fear go down? Now, fear goes up because you're meditating on something fearful, a fearful possibility. Okay. That hasn't even happened yet. Okay. And you're just obsessing over that. Okay. So that's the negative side of meditation. Uh, something I'll just mention uh, with New Age, when we talk about um, meditation there, this is about emptying yourself which is not a good idea because you're not designed to be empty. Something can fill it that is not godly. So it's good to clear your mind of clutter. Good idea. Um, But you need to replace it. What are you going to fill it with? Okay. And so if it's true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. Yes, that'll bring peace. Right. So we need to meditate on the positive things. So, you know, we're not in la la land pretending like, hey, everything's perfect. And ah, I just, I mean, it's just so wonderful. And well, you know, sometimes things just plain suck. People really are hurting. I hear their stories and I'm like, oh, God, yeah, don't know what to say. Really bad. People are suffering. Okay, so we're not in la la land. You have areas of pain. Sometimes you've buried them. So like, I'm good. It's like, no, you're not. But you're just not connected with what's going on inside. (laughs) You know, sometimes we just medicate it, right? But when we're, you know, in this world, you will have tribulation. That's what God is saying. So what do we do? We meditate. So God, what is your answer? He said, cheer up. I've overcome the world. So where is he? Um as he's encouraging you to cheer up and admonishing you and empowering you to cheer up. Well, how is this overcoming the world? We can think about Jesus, you overcame the world. Awesome. But what does that look like for me? You're overcoming and it's going to be something. It's going to be a God thought. It's going to be a scripture. It's going to be something. And you should obsess over that, not to, earn favor with God, you already have it, but to be able to experience what is 
yours. This is looking with our spiritual sight, hearing with our spiritual ears, um, engaging our, our, our thoughts with the mind of Christ so that they're God thoughts, connecting with God and our knower. Yeah, all of this stuff is going on. And what do I know to be true? Yeah, focus on that, right? What we meditate on or think about over and over and over is crucial. Uh, Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. All right, so your experience is the result of your thoughts. Uh, Joyce Meyer says, where where the thoughts go, the man follows, right? So what you're experiencing right now is all connected with your thoughts. So if you're not liking what you're experiencing, ding to ding ding, go back and say, okay, so I'm feeling depressed. What was I thinking about before when this feeling came on me? See, we need self-awareness, okay? And then when we think, oh yeah. You know, things are bad and they're only going to get worse and look at all the evil in the world and this happened to me and this person betrayed me and I can't trust that person, right? Um, And we get depressed. And so this influences how we behave. So as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. This is the state you find yourself. So what are you thinking on in your heart? And you will know if it's a God thing by the fruit it bears. Does it bring peace? Does it bring joy? Does it bring hope? Does it bring um, all the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And that is godly meditation, right? Transformation comes when we have godly meditation. So be transformed. What needs to be changed? What needs to be upgraded? What needs to be um, totally renovated by the renewing of your mind? How do you renew your mind? You start focusing, meditating on these things over and over and over. What you're actually doing neurologically is you're creating new pathways. You're creating new neuronal brain pathways, anatomical pathways. And the more stronger they get, the more pathways there are. So this becomes your default way of thinking in your brain. So right now you learn some things that are not good for you. Um, the lies you believe and, and the more foundational those lies are, the more of a stronghold, the more of a, uh, of a hold that is strong over you. That is not good if they're lies. But then as you're uprooting these lies and switching, kind of forcing those pathways to switch over into truth that you're meditating on over and over, you are rewiring your brain. You know, Carolyn Leaf is the, 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 um, neuroscientist is masterful in that, uh, with talking about the trees that are the dead trees because of negative thoughts, um, toxic thoughts. Um, and starving those and creating these nice leafy green trees of life and joy and peace and all of that and how that will, uh, uh, help your, um, help you to, uh, experience life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Um, meditating on the gifts that we have inside us releases us. This is a little more about who you are and how God wired you. How God wired you, the gifts that God has given you, uh, 1 Timothy 4, uh, 14 through 16. So thinking about 
you know, wow, he gave me this. Well, I, I'm not this, um, but I am this. And I'm going to meditate on what I am, not what I'm not. I'm going to meditate on the strengths I've been given, not on the strengths I, I don't have. Um, and so I can walk in who I am, desired who I um fulfillment of the desires with who I am, because this is what he's gifted me with. And so I'm going to do my part. I'm going to meditate on that. That's helping you. It says our faith also becomes uh, effective by meditating and acknowledging every gift we have inside us. That's by Philemon 1.6. So what is the gift that comes inside you? Well, using that gift, say you have a gift of teaching. Well, uh, meditating on that and, 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 and going with that will allow that to manifest. Uh, you know, when I first started teaching, I have a teaching gift, which is why I'm talking to you too. Uh, right. Um, uh, you know, I, I had to practice that gift. I had to meditate that actually that is a thing. So I should be doing this now. You know, I'm not a creative artist. Like, you know, I paint and yeah, we'll just let that be whatever that is. Um, that's not a gift I have. So I'm not meditating on that. And then I'm med not meditating that I'm, well, I feel so bad because I'm not that. No, I get to be who I am and manifest who I am and do the things that I'm called to do because as I meditate on it, my faith becomes effectual. I step out and boom, it actually works. And I can teach well because that's just how I'm gifted. Yay, do that. So we're talking about renewal. We're talking about strengthening. We're talking about upgrades. So what are we to meditate on? What are we to think about over and over and over and over and over? And oops, I didn't think that. So let me go back to thinking about it again, right? So a lot of times, let me just help you. When you find yourself going off somewhere um, that is is either um, negative or is kind of futile, like, you know, you're supposed to, you're trying, you're working on meditating on good things. And then you start thinking about, I wonder what the weather is tomorrow. Well, okay. So that's not going to be helpful thinking about, you know, you're just getting distracted is what's happening. So instead of getting mad at yourself and frustrating at yourself, which will then make it hard for you to meditate on the good things to say, okay, honey, let's just, okay, going back, just gently bring yourself back to meditate on what the assignment is <clears throat> and you can get better and better at it, right? So Philippians 4, 8 through 9, this is a New King James, specifically outlines how to enter peace that restores so beautifully. This is what you want to meditate on. Finally, brethren and sistren, that was me. Okay. <laughs> Whatever things are true, is it true? Is it really true? I know there are things that feel true, but they're lies. We're talking about what Jesus says is true because he might know because he is the truth. Okay. Whatever is noble. Is it noble? Is it high and lifts you up? Whatever things are just. Is it just? Right. Whatever things are pure. So is it pure? Is there not defilement? Is there not mixture? But it's just pure. Right. Whatever things are lovely. God is love. So what is lovely? What, a, what is patient, kind, not envying, not boasting, not proud, not rude, not keeping records of wrongs, not the, delighting in the evil, but rejoicing in the truth, always protecting, always trusting, always hoping, always believing the best, always persevering, never failing. That is what you meditate on. What, what are things that are of good report? 
In other words, what's the good news? Okay, so you may have gotten some crappy news. You may be just still reeling from some crappy news that you got 10 years ago or something. But what is God saying? Because he has news. So what is the good report? Yeah, honey, I appealed that. Yeah, honey, I've got an answer for that. Yeah, I'm going to walk you through that. Yeah, I'm going to strengthen you in that. Yes, I'm going to upgrade you in that. Yes, I have an answer for you. What is the good report? Meditate on that. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, right? This is what you do do. This is your, your um, I get to do this. The things which you have learned and heard and, and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. So, you know, Paul was writing a letter to his disciples and said, listen, I've walked this out. And where I've walked this out well, follow me. If I've done a crappy job and I, and I did a, you know, I made a mistake. Well, don't follow that. <laughs> follow me as I follow Christ. And so those that are in front of you that you're learning from, you know, we look at these leaders and they make mistakes and then we just spin out because what, did you really expect them to be perfect? Okay. So follow them as they follow Christ. And then it's like, okay, they're human. All right. So they messed up, but that's, this part was really good. Okay. And there's people that have totally spun out. But that doesn't mean everything they taught was not good. So we have to discern what's of Christ. And then what is, oh, crap, they messed up, right? And it says, and and as you do that, the God of peace will be with you. Peace manifests as you focus on oh, what is tr- true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy. Oh, you start to feel better. Okay, so and this is not the time to go back to the places of pain to just to check to make sure they're there. Yes, they're probably there. <laughs> We're working on healing those. So it's kind of like, you know, if you have a, a toothache, well, don't don't go back and keep on jiggling that tooth. Focus on the and uh, on all the good stuff so that the peace can come. And our last one is looking unto Jesus uh, using his faith. So, you know, Jesus is the author and finisher of faith. He started it. He gets to finish it. And as you're looking to him, wherever you're at, if you're in pain, if you're confused, if you're bored, <laughs> um, turn your affection. Look, look to Jesus. You know how to do this. It's 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 um, you just choose to look in his direction in whatever way that makes sense to you. And you say, oh, Jesus, you're full of faith for this. I can't believe myself out of a paper bag right now, but you're full of faith. I get to use your faith. You believe you can get me out of my mess. You believe you can heal my heart. You can believe that you can create miracles in my finances, in my body, in my relationships. And then I get to rest in you. So the, so the, um, uh, so the onus is on Christ. And as we look to him, he partners with us. So there's things for you to do. It says, we look away from the the natural realm and we fasten our gaze unto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward in faith's perfection. So we ride on his faith until it starts to rise up within us. There's a supernatural dynamic that goes there. That's Hebrews 12 to the Passion Translation. So faith is your connection point to the promises manifesting, but you don't have to work it up like, ah, you know, bust a gut trying to be, no, you say, Jesus, I can't believe myself out of a paper bag. He said, as I remain in you and you and me, I bear much fruit apart from you. We can do nothing. So I'm not going to try to do something apart from you in my own strength. 
you're all the while working and energizing in me the power and desire to will and to work for your good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. So Jesus, what do you believe? Help me minister your faith in me. Remind me. And he can give you a promise. He can show you something. It's going to stir it up because it's coming through the one who is faithful, the one who is full of faith. And he gets to manifest his faith in you and through you. And that is how another key to um, be able to be renewed in our minds. So we look uh, for the three keys. This one, we're looking away from the seen realm where all the problems are. And we're looking at the unseen realm to swamp out the issues in the seen realm that God is faithful in that. We're looking, we're meditating on positive things, thinking over and over and over about positive, good things. You can always build on a positive. You can't build on what hasn't happened yet. And you can't build on something negative. You got to build on, ooh, okay, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, but this was good. I can build on that tidbit. Whatever you got, you got something in there that's good. Okay. Unless, you know, sometimes people argue, but there's nothing good. It's like, well, I can't work with you if you're not willing to be open to that. Yeah, there really is good in your life wherever you are. Right. Uh, so being a neggy butt is not helping. Right. Uh, and then we're looking to Jesus who started faith and will complete faith and is confident in his ability to bring about the redemption, the restoration, the renewal that you need. And you get to come along for the ride. You get to ride on his faith. So these are the three to chew on this week. Um, Share this with someone uh, who needs it. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.